The sermon text is the Holy Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him everything was made, and without him not one thing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as an eyewitness to testify about the light so that everyone would believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The real light that shines on everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, yet his own people did not accept him. But to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. They were born, not of blood, or of the desire of the flesh, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. We have seen his glory, the glory he has, as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The prolific and masterful hymn writer, Paul Gerhardt, wrote these words as the first verse of what is, in my opinion, the most beautiful hymn of all that he wrote, at least lyrically. O Jesus Christ, thy manger is my paradise, at which my soul reclineth. For there, O Lord, doth lie the word made flesh for us. Herein thy grace forth shineth. Gerhardt's hymn teaches correctly that Jesus Manger is the paradise for our souls from which the grace of God shines forth. This is what makes Jesus Christ's manger our paradise. That the word lying in that manger is the word made flesh for us. The word lying in the manger is the eternal Son of God who St. John writes was with God and was God from the beginning. So the one through whom Everything was made, was made flesh, was made a human being. The little baby in the manger whose birth we celebrate today is the eternal and almighty Son of God. But why does Gerhardt call that manger where the eternal almighty Son of God is lying the paradise for our souls? It is because of why that word has come into the world. It is because the word made flesh is here to open up the gates of heaven for us. The word made flesh in the manger makes our salvation trustworthy and true. In that manger is lying our victory over Satan and our conquest over death. In that manger rests our reconciliation with God, the appeasement of God's wrath against our sin. In the manger lies our salvation, Jesus Christ, who makes all of this most certainly true. The baby Jesus is the eternal word joining our camp, our side. In the enemy's camp, which is also the home of death and hell, stands Satan. And Satan is a great Goliath who towers over his victims. 
Bible pictures him in Revelation as a great red dragon with seven heads and ten crowns whose tail wipes the lights out of heaven. He is the evil foe that has no equal on this earth. But now, on Christmas, the Word comes into our camp. He comes onto our side, the Word who was with God and was God from the beginning. This is the unconquerable champion who cannot be defeated. This is the fulfillment of the promise that God first made in the garden when he said the seed of the woman was coming to crush the serpent. In the manger lies our victory over our strongest enemies who we could never conquer ourselves. The manger is the certainty of our salvation. That God became a human being. This means that Jesus' work is salvation earned for all people. And God also preaches that truth on Christmas by sending his son to be born in a stable to common parents. It teaches us that he's not just here for the powerful and the wealthy, but for everybody from the top of the social stratus all the way down to the bottom. The word has assumed, taken on our human nature, our flesh and blood, our soul, our mind, and will. And as he does, he is stepping into the place of every sinful human being, no matter who, no matter when, no matter where. There was an ancient church father named St. Gregory who wrote this beautifully and accurately, quote, For that which he has not assumed, he has not healed. But that which is united to his Godhead is also saved. This means Christ has opened the gates of heaven to everyone who possesses a human body, mind, soul, and will. Those words, the word became flesh, means that the Son of God has taken on everything that we are. He is like us in every way except free from sin. Jesus took on human flesh to save your human flesh. He has a human soul to save your human soul a human mind and will to save your mind and will. This is a very simple and easy to answer, but also crucially important Christmas question. Are you a human? If so, the Word made flesh lying in the manger is your salvation and paradise. The Word made flesh in the manger means that the gospel of salvation is for everyone. And that's not just a spiritual logic, a truth that you can derive from Scripture. It is a promise that God makes clearly and explicitly in Scripture. Way back in the Old Testament, he told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that their seed would bless all nations on earth, that his Messiah, his Christ, was coming for everyone. And then in the New Testament, this same Apostle John who wrote the words of the gospel that we heard. He also wrote in his first letter that Jesus shed his blood for everyone. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. In this gospel, St. John also pictures Jesus as the light that enlightens everyone. And so God makes the promise that everyone who sees that light, who believes, will be saved. The Word made flesh opens up the kingdom of heaven to everyone. He makes our salvation trustworthy and worthy of full acceptance.
The word who comes and lies in the manger achieves salvation for all people, but that does not mean that all people are saved. The gates of heaven stand wide open to every human being, but that does not mean everyone is going to cross through them. St. John writes, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, yet his own people did not accept him. The word became flesh to save all flesh, but not all flesh will receive this salvation. In order to walk through the gates of heaven that Jesus came to open up, you must have faith. And this saving faith, as scripture makes very clear, is not your work. It is a gift from God. Christ has already done all the work to save you. Faith is believing in the objective fact that your salvation has been achieved in Jesus Christ. The manger is paradise for the whole world, but if you do not believe it, you do not possess it. Faith makes all the difference. And that faith can only be acquired through the gospel, which offers this free salvation through Christ. And this is why it is so important for Jesus' people throughout the world to continue to hear the gospel, receive it in our Savior's Supper, and remember it from our baptism. This is what the Spirit uses first to create and then to sustain our faith. It is the gospel that entices us, that lures us to enter those gates which Christ has opened for us. St. John says that all who do see the light, all who believe in this Word made flesh, are given the right to become children of God. Children who are born in a special and different way, not born from other sinful flesh, or from the will of a man, born from the will and the work of God. The eternal word of God was born as perfect flesh, so that we, who were born sinful flesh, be born again by the Spirit. It is God's Holy Spirit who works through the gospel, who causes us to be born again as children of God. This happens most often in baptism, where God joins his word and his promise to water, so, the gates of hell stand, the gates of heaven stand over the font whenever a sinner is baptized. The gates of heaven are at the front of this chancel when your sins are absolved. The gates of heaven are above this pulpit because the word of Christ is preached from here, and the gates of hell are resting, the gates of heaven are resting on the altar where Christ's body and blood are fed to Christians. The stable where Jesus sleeps on Christmas is the most beautiful and blessed place on earth. There is no other place you would rather be. And it's not because that stable and Jesus' manger was so beautiful on the outside or comfortable, or even that Jesus looked different than any other baby. It is because in that manger is the Word made flesh who opens the gates of heaven for us. And so today... The best place for Christians to be is where Christ comes to us in faith. Not because these places look more special or splendid than any other place, but because through faith we enter through the gates of heaven that Jesus came to open for us. And it's only through faith that you can look at Jesus' manger and recognize it as the paradise that it is. But the time will come when we enter the paradise of heaven with our eyes wide open. We will see our paradise unveiled and we will get to spend eternity with the Word made flesh who came for us.
We recognize the manger as paradise today so that we will enjoy paradise with our Savior forever. And that's where the Master Gerhardt ended his hymn. He started at the paradise of the manger, and he ends in the paradise to come. The world may hold her wealth and gold, but thou, my heart, keep Christ as thy true treasure. To him hold fast until at last a crown be thine and honor in full measure. Merry Christmas. Amen.